What's up, y'all? What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Black News, y'all. It's Cornelia. And again, I'm so happy to be here with you all for another week and another episode. Uh, In case you don't know what Black News is, let me give you a little refresher, okay? Black News is a weekly podcast where I break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. The Blacks, yep, gonna be checking in with you guys every week to discuss hot topics, things that went on during the current and the past or maybe future weeks. Um, So make sure you guys check in and clock in every week with me so we can discuss and see what's what. All right, first things first. Thank you all for supporting the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Right now we on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Republic. We are on all of these apps and y'all been clocking in and been listening across the board. So I am so thankful and so excited that you guys have been supporting the way you are doing. This is my first solo podcast. So it means so much to me that you guys are taking it. I'm taking time out, taking time out of your day to listen and to chop it up with me. So I am so grateful. And while we're on that, make sure y'all like and subscribe to Black News on all platforms where podcasts can be heard. I just named off a bunch. You guys can like and subscribe on any of those. And make sure you tell all your friends. Tell them, tell them, tell them that we over here talking about black folks and we chopping it up on a weekly basis. Let them know. We over here having a good time. They gonna want to uh, check in with us and see what's going on. So make sure y'all keep supporting, spreading the word, and just keep on being black news supporters now let's get into it all right so real quick fyi y'all i had to record these topics twice no no damn near three times i messed up the audio when i was trying to edit y'all and i so this my third go at it talk about peak raggediness okay talk about the uninterrupted ashy raggediness but we here i'm back like like never before um giving y'all what i feel like some real good topics and you know regardless of how many times that i I, i'm doing this especially this first one um i'm kind of happy that i get to talk it through and and to you know to speak about this again this past week, we, and I mean we as black people, artists, avid, um, activists, just the, just, just our community, hell, black, non-black people, we lost um, Michael K. Williams last week. He died at the young age of 54 years old. Now, um, Michael K. Williams was an actor um uh and you know he was known in the community i never bumped into him or got the chance to interact with him um, but after we saw the news because you don't know how it is we going about our day log on to social media and bam slapped in the face with some bad news but a lot of messages and posts started pouring in from people who know him people who worked with him friends family people that may have bumped into him on the street and it, it just seemed like it was just nothing but love man he seemed like a 
just a good brother, man. So it was just tragic and unfortunate to to see that he is no longer with us. Um, if y'all don't know who Michael K. Williams is, he was known for um, his role in a Boardwalk Empire. When they see us, he recently was in Lovecraft Country on HBO. But most notably, he was on The Wire. He was um, the character Omar um, on that show. Which, you know, leads me to this, y'all. I have a confession. I never finished The Wire. I ain't, oh Lord. I feel so relieved saying that. Y'all, I got to three seasons and I tapped out. Not because I don't think it's a good show. I know The Wire is the bomb show. Um, but it's one of them shows, you got to be locked in to watch that. You can't be doing the dishes, checking your phone, trying to do some school. You can't do none of that. You got to be locked all the way in. And I just didn't have enough time to dedicate to it. So I had to tap out at three seasons. But I don't need to finish The Wire to know that Omar was one of the best characters in television history. I don't need to finish to know that he put so much life in and just just energy into that character who was pretty much like a hood Robin Hood. He would rob the D-Boys and then get the money back to people in the hood. And he was a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Omar, his character was. So, you know, especially at the time when The Wire came out, that was the early 2000s where you didn't necessarily see that on TV that much. You know, it really speaks to his artistry and the work that he did to with that character um, and his craft. So, you know, it's just a big loss. It, it's devastating. Um, and when reports dropped about losing him, they initially said there there may be um, there was some evidence of maybe some drug usage. And look, if that's the case, I don't judge people about what they're going through. Um, so it's hard for people. Life ain't easy for some. And so what people need to do to cope and to get through and get by, you know, we do what we got to. We do what we can. We do what we need to make it to the next day. Um, so, um, you know, I hope he was able to find a little bit of peace. I hope his family and friends found or not found and are finding some peace in this. Um, but I do hope he knows and knew before he left um, how important he was to black people, black culture, and black art. I really do hope that because that brother was out here doing it. And he was, you know, he was, if you're an artist, there's certain people you look at and you admire their work and you see it and you you want to aspire to that. And he was one of those people. So, you know, just, I, you know, I hope his family is handling this as best as he can. His loved ones, people who have worked with him. Um, and I hope he had a smooth and peaceful transition and journey over to the other side. All right, next up, Beyonce partnered with Tiffany and Cole and donated $2 million in scholarships to HBCUs, y'all. Y'all, I love me some Beyonce, okay? And Jay-Z. I love me some Jay-Z. I love me some Carters. 
and I love that they did this. So this particular um, scholarship is associated with that About Love campaign that her and Jay-Z did recently. Um, and it's in partnership with her, Be Good, and his Sean Carter Foundation. They both have their own partner with um, with Tiffany & Co. The About Love campaign, it was when uh, she was uh, fo photographed, her and Jay-Z. She had the diamond on, like it was like 120-some carats. Got some backlash, right? Y'all was mad. And when I say y'all, I ain't mean us, the listeners. I mean y'all, them others, the ashies. They were mad. And you know what? If you were mad, you ain't ashy. I take that back. You ain't necessarily ashy. We all care about we care about things. Right? And her team didn't do the due, due diligence to do the research because apparently it was like a blood diamond or it had some history, like most diamonds do. Um, but you know, there was word that she was upset. Her team didn't do the research that they should have. And look, a lot of times we be thinking celebrities at home on their MacBook Pro Googling and doing the research. No, they got a team. She ain't got time for that. They dropped the ball. So they need to clean it up. And I'm glad that Tiffany dropped that big cash for this. You know, Tiffany got more than $2 million, but we ain't watching their pockets. We're grateful. So the HBCUs um, that received the scholarships are as follows. And this is another reason why I really like this partnership. So it was Lincoln University, Pennsylvania, Norfolk State, and Virginia, Bennett College in North Carolina, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Central State University in Ohio. I love this because every time we hear about HBCUs, y'all know we always hear about the same ones. Uh, Spelman, Morehouse, Hampton Howard. Now, I went to Hampton. Shout out to my home by the sea. Okay? But I got friends that go to other HBCUs and, you know, they feel kind of away because they don't get the shine at some of the popular ones. And even with the popular ones, you know, it's usually that for maybe A&T mixed in there. Maybe you uh, you will hear about Xavier. Maybe FAMU. But it's good that these other uh, schools are getting some love. You know, because, again, it's about 100-some HBCUs out here. And without exposure and without um, funding, it's hard to keep the doors open. A lot of them have closed. Um, but some of the ones that still open, look, you got Prairie View, uh, Fisk, Meharry, Meharry Medical School, the first black medical school, if I'm not mistaken. That could be wrong. Tennessee State, Morgan State, Bowie State, Coppin State, Dale State. You got uh, South Carolina State, Tougaloo, Tuskegee, all of these wonderful schools that don't necessarily um, get to be in the spotlight. So I'm happy that this partnership, you know, looped them in. I'm happy about it. Um, speaking of HBCUs, Vice President Kamala Harris visited Hampton University for National HBCU Week. The Hampton University, home by the sea, okay, on the water, okay, beautiful campus in the city of Hampton, sailboats in the water. Look, Hampton, y'all know, when I saw this, you couldn't tell me we ain't the poppinest. Hey, look, hey, hey, man, and I say that because, one, yes, it's wonderful and it gave some exposure, but Hampton in the cut. To get to Hampton, you got to fly into Newport News. That little airport got about two, three terminals. It's not 
as accessible as uh, maybe Howard is in D.C. She could hop in the car, get from White House to Howard in 15 minutes. But to include Hampton in the in the tour, that was, uh, you know, I really respect that and I thought it was dope. Um, she was there with, uh, to visit and meet with a group of STEM students for a roundtable discussion, um, which makes sense. We always talk about what's the next thing or what should we be focusing on, especially as black people. And STEM is the future. I believe children are the future. Teach them well and let, let them lead the way. And the way is STEM. So it was, you know, just a dope uh, opportunity for those kids. And they're not kids. They're young adults. It was a dope opportunity for them. Uh, and, you know, this kind of made me think, I can't imagine what it would be like. Because a lot of them, voting for her was their first time voting. So I can't imagine what it what it must be like for it to be common for you to have the opportunity to vote for a black woman in a in a presidential campaign, an election. I'm Al Gore old, okay? My first experience with, with the president election voting was him. And I wasn't my birthday was like three weeks after the election. So I did all the work on campus, the voter registration job, all that stuff. And I still was too young to vote. So having that your first opportunity, I just don't, I can't imagine what that would be like. And even your first time voting be it Barack Obama, a black man. It just seems, I just love that for younger generations. Um, and even when I did get the opportunity to vote in the presidential election, it was for John Kerry. Y'all know the shit. Y'all had to drag us to the polls to vote for John Kerry and his little long face. We were so unenthused. But that's why he lost. And we ended up with two-term Bush and his crew. Uh, but all that to say, I was very pleased with, with Vice President Kamala Harris visiting Hampton. Um, and, you know, it highlighted the fact that the White House has initiatives on HBCUs and I'm assuming it's to focus um, and increase visibility and resources towards the schools because again without adequate funding a lot of them can't stay open public and private so um, just giving some extra shine and just shining some more spotlight on that would definitely do a lot of good and a lot of help uh, because I you know I went to Hampton because we went on a black college tour back in high school. We went to a bunch of different schools, plantations, museums. We, we, we tore up the whole South. But one of my reasons for going to Hampton, I just, when I got on campus, I just knew that was it. But for somebody who is maybe 16, they watching TV or they on, you know, Twitter, social media, or they looking at the shade room or whatever they be on. I just sounded so old saying that whatever they are. Oh, Lord. Y'all know what I mean. They looking and getting information, with however they're getting it. They see her on campus. For some people, that's the first time they heard about Hampton. Now they're going to they gonna Google it. They're going to see what's up. They're going to see that it's illustrious and say, you know what? I wanna, I'm going to check that out. That's the exposure that's needed. And that's, and that's, that's, one of the important steps in in you know keeping HBCUs going and keeping 
that visibility and that momentum um, for not just Hampton, but for all of them. So kudos to VP for that. And y'all, it's Kamala. Kamala Harris. It ain't Kamala. Y'all need to cut that. It's not Kamala. It's Kamala. Okay. All right. So this last topic, you know, it's around like social media debate. So y'all know we always see stuff going around on social media that sparks the conversation. They get people fired up. They be mad. Yo, they be hot. Usually it's around like $200 dates. We saw that, right? Would you go out with a man if he didn't spend $200 on you for a date? Or um, if you're a man, will you or do you think it's right to spend $200 on a date? Recently, the conversation been around Kevin Samuels, old spanking self. But now there's a conversation around Jay-Z. And the question is, would you go, on, go to dinner with Jay-Z? Or would you take $500,000? So $500,000 for dinner with Jay-Z. So y'all, what y'all think? What do you think? Would you take the money, the 500 racks? Or would you go to dinner with Jay-Z? I want to know. I do my podcast on Anchor. Anchor has a voicemail feature. The voicemail feature allows y'all, whoever's listening, to leave me comments or just talk or, or you know, respond. I want y'all to leave me a voicemail and tell me what would y'all do. Would y'all pick the money or the dinner? I think when you set it up on Anchor, you have to leave your name and like email address. And that's just to keep the raggedies out and to keep track of the ashes trying to chime me. Um, but let me know. I'm going to put the link in my social media bios click on the link and leave me a comment because i want to know i want to know what y'all would do um and i was gonna wait to respond and, and tell y'all i was gonna wait to hear what y'all had to say then say something but i gotta get in on this y'all i can't i can't hold it but why why do we think jay-z want to eat with us why do we think he want to have dinner with us Every time I see this, I be like, "Why y'all think Jay Z was want to sit there and 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 have some food?" Like I don't see Jay Z like, man, I can't wait to have dinner with Natasha. That I don't know. And she, I talk, saw she talking all this shit on on Twitter, but I can't wait to eat eat food. Like I, it just doesn't. It just doesn't like. I personally, I'm taking the money. I think if you need a dinner with Jay-Z to tell you what you need to be doing with your future, you ain't going to do whatever he tell you with your, with your future. You ain't. You would have been already done it. If you think, and again, Jay-Z been rapping. He been giving us two of the keys, gems, since Reasonable Doubt dropped. And what was that, 96, 97? He got interviews. We he the podcast he done Jay Z been talking and giving us the keys for years. What y'all think y'all gonna get at dinner that he ain't already said? Like he, what is he going to say that we don't know? I just don't. And again, if it's something that I'm missing, please tell me. If y'all will go to dinner with Jay Z, 
Tell me what Jay-Z gonna say. This is my other question. Who said Jay-Z gonna have a sit-down? Dinner could be anything. Jay-Z seemed like the type. He seemed like the type. He'll run the clock on the dinner and won't say nothing until the last five minutes. And then when he getting up to leave, he would say something like, you should have took the 500 k I can see him doing that. Jay-Z look like he gonna troll you. What if he take you to Chick-fil-A? Dinner at Chick-fil-A, 20 minutes. Drive through. It take 15 minutes to go through the drive through Once you get the food, when you get the nuggets, the eight-pack, he gonna be like, all right, I see you. Like, he, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see what turning down $500,000 is gonna do. I ain't turning down no bread. I ain't turning down no bread. So I would take the money. I would take the 500000 I saw somebody on Twitter post. They would take the 500000 and then tell Jay-Z they would pay him some money for the dinner. That way you get both. Hey, do whatever you got to do. But always, for me, I'm always thinking, when people out here getting to it, they ain't got time for stuff. And Jay-Z being an ex-D-boy, Ain't no D-boy turning down no bread. Like, I just don't see it. So, I will go with the money. Y'all, tell me what y'all would take. And look, some, there might be a great um, explanation or reason or thought process behind the meeting with Jay-Z. I want to hear it. I Tell me. Because I could be wrong. I don't know. It's all hypothetical, but still. I want to hear from y'all. So, the link in my social media bios... Click on that, leave me a message, and then I could pop the message into the podcast. I'm going to do that. I'm going to pop it up in here. I want to hear what y'all got. So let me know. And again, in regards to any other other topics, let me know how you feel about VP Kamala Harris visiting um, Hampton for HBCU Week. Let me know your thoughts about Beyonce and the $2 million in scholarships for HBCUs. Let me know your thoughts about the artist and activist Michael K. Williams that we lost this past week. Looking forward to hearing from you. Um, Yeah, and let me know your thoughts. So a couple topics I want to throw in here that aren't necessarily long enough for individual segments, but I do want to point them out. So this week on Honorable Mention are as follows. I've been watching a lot of dude, uh, (laughs) a lot of dude content on YouTube lately and I don't know how I got into it I you know no I take that back I know exactly how I got into it I started watching I am athlete podcast um with Brandon Marshall um uh Chad Ochocinco um Fred Taylor um and Channing I forget Channing Crowder Channing Crowder I've been watching that it's been good I've been trying to see what with black men and black male athletes been talking about and i've been they've been having a good old time over on i am athlete but y'all know how youtube recommend once you start watching dude content youtube gonna start recommending all the dude content the same with everything else you watch youtube cooking shows they're gonna recommend all the cooking shows you watch youtube self-help um tips tricks all of that the algorithm gonna kick that into gear and you're gonna start seeing all of that But one thing that I did start to get prompted to check out was Coach Prime on YouTube. Coach Prime is 
Deion Sanders' YouTube show about his um, coaching job at Jackson State University. In case y'all missed this, Deion Primetime, Neon Deion, the GOAT, Deion Sanders took the head coaching job at Jackson State University, another HBCU. Shout out to them. But his, y'all know Deion all about branding and he's all about exposure. He was probably one of, he's probably one of the best examples of taking your brand and likeness to like the next level. Anyway, he wanted to, of course, shine some light on HBCU sports and football, in particular Jackson State. So he created a YouTube show that's similar to Hard Knocks and Last Chance You. Two shows I do not watch. I do not watch these. And I only looked into the comment section on the YouTube videos and saw that these were the comparisons. I'm a full disclosure. I don't, I don't watch them. But y'all, these YouTube episodes and this show, Coach Prime, it's good as hell. Y'all, it's gooder than a mug. I be locked in. It's so good. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm a suit up. Okay. I'm you know, I'm we black. Black people, you either play wide receiver, um, running back, cornerback. That I think I think I'm a good corner. I can do corner. So give me the put me in, coach. He be talking, Deion Sanders, Sanders and how you want to want to run through a wall. That's how hype he be. He be dropping. I, y'all, I'm all in. I am all in on Coach Prime. Y'all, again, I don't even really fool with football like that. As soon as I heard that men were getting severe brain damage from playing the game, I was checked out. You didn't got to tell me twice. But. Yo, after watching Coach Prime, I'm like, listen, give me the helmet. I'm going to do it. I do it, man. And it's such a great opportunity for those those young men on the football team. Because it's literally a camera following them around, telling their stories, backstories, family uh, perspective. Um, it's, you know, Dion on them. They, about their school, their grades, how they carry themselves as young men, about um, the resources at HBCUs. Then they go to other games, so it's showing, you know, games against Alabama A&M and, 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 you know, and just all these other these other schools. It's such a, y'all, it's some good, that's some good-ass content. That's, Coach Prime is some good freaking content. Watch it and let me know what y'all think about it. Um, and if y'all want to join the squad, we're going to, we can go to tryouts. Hey, I can, cornerback, okay, I'm going to be number 33. Next, for honorable mention, and I don't necessarily watch reality TV. I clocked out after, you know, Real World went to Vegas. They had to, you had to start having sex on the real world. And I used to watch Flavor of Love and all that. But after a while, I kind of clocked out. I don't even really check out Real Housewives. I just, it just ain't my thing. So I've never watched an episode of Big Brother. I know it's been on. But I ain't never watched. It just, you know, it's just not my jam. One of my friends told me um, and randomly told me there was now with this season, all of the black people on Big Brother have formed an alliance. They calling themselves the cookout and they are purposely um, locked in and joined together so that they kick all other people out and end up having, um, you know, 
the opportunity for the first black winner of Big Brother. Because apparently we're in 23 seasons of Big Brother and there has never been a black winner, which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But the minute I heard the word cookout, I was like, oh, word, wait, we doing this on CBS? Y'all know CBS. Only black people on CBS is um, Cheryl Underwood. Okay, it was Cheryl. At one point, Aisha Tyler, and now Bob Hart's Abby Shola. Them the only black. Oh, and Cedric the Entertainer now. CBS don't be having that many blacks. So when I heard that on CBS primetime, the black people have formed an alliance, which is titled the most blackest thing you could think of and are doing this live and in full effect. Y'all. When I tell y'all, I ain't no way for me to catch up on Big Brother and to see what it's been, what it's been like. But I watched the YouTube videos. Okay, I saw the breakdown of the cookout, and I'm here for it, y'all. I am so here for the cookout. Like I said, it's like six black people in the house, and they have literally picked off all of the other people who aren't black. And now they the final six and they're going to battle it out. That is, y'all, when I tell y'all, my heart sang with joy. Not because, well, it is because they picked off the other people. Pick them off. It ain't no reason in the world that you should have all of these episodes or seasons of Big Brother and that there's never been a black winner. But so, but with that, there is some backlash. People are calling this racist. They are upset saying if all of the white people would have been together and kicked off all of the black people, you'd call us racist. No, we'd actually call it every other season of Big Brother because that's what y'all did on every other season of Big Brother. It sounds like business as usual to me. But now that the tables are turned, okay? People don't like that the tables are turned. I'm here for it. I don't know how hard or easy it is to catch up on Big Brother and like jump in on mid-season to see what's what, but I'm going to be clocking in. And even if I ain't going to watch the episode, I'm going to Google, I'm going to read the articles about it. I'm going to be locked in because I want to see who from the cookout win season 23 of Big Brother. So if y'all follow the show, let me know what y'all think. Hit me up on social media. You've been watching this. Did you know about this the whole time? Because I feel like everybody who didn't watch Big Brother found out like last week that this was happening and we all like word what time it come on I, I can watch an hour of tv you know i can do it but kudos to them for doing that that is strategic as hell that's smart as hell and i'm glad they doing it on national tv because sometimes people need to be bopped in the face to kind of recognize what they've been doing wrong for so long and if you've gotten to 23 seasons of a show and y'all ain't never had a person of color winning then you need to be beat in the face and the mirror held up to you to show you what you've been doing wrong so shout out to them shout out to big brother and again shout out to coach prime on youtube That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe on all apps where podcasts can be heard. In case y'all haven't, tell a friend. 
let them know we over here having a good old time we talking about what the black folks over here talking about so they might want to tune in weekly and chop it up with us let me know if there's a topic that you want me to discuss i may not know what's going on or maybe i missed something hit me up let me know what you're thinking and let me know what it is that you'd like me to discuss um, in the coming weeks or on the next episode as always thank y'all so much for tuning in i really appreciate it have a fantastic week and i'll see you back here same time same place bye